Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, for some young men, or for most young men indeed, having sex is not an issue. It's more about how much of it they can get. But for Bob McQuaid, who's a musician, the prospect of sex presented him with physical and psychological problems. Bob, good afternoon to you. Afternoon, Sean. Uh, so when when did you first think there's something not quite right about uh, with my penis? It was when I was around 12, 12, 13, and I started to, to masturbate. Um, basically, I realised that what I had seen by gestures or, you know, through TV or media of what masturbating was, that's not what I was able to do. Um, yeah. For a very simple reason that my, my foreskin would not retract at yeah. all. Yeah, so did, did that mean when you tried to masturbate that you found it extremely painful to do? Yeah, so once I went through the, the even the motion of trying to retract at all, there was instant an instant pain. And yeah. I, I describe it as the kind of pain that sends your body a message to say, we need to stop, stop this, yeah. stop this right now. But at the same time, I've also got, obviously, I'm puberty, 12, lots of urges, so I have to find a way to get to where I want to get to in the end. So I was creative. I found a way around it. But yeah, the, the normal way was very, uh, very difficult and painful. Right. And of course, we're men. So the first thing we do is tell a, a friend or a trusted confidant about this. Not. No, no, not at all. No, it was something that was, you know, so, so private, not something that was discussed or talked about. In fact, you know, it was almost something... I don't, say, don't want to say frowned upon because everyone was doing that and there was lots of jokes being thrown around, mm. but it was just not something that would ever be in an open discussion at all. Yeah. No, definitely no. not that age anyway. Yeah. So when you were a bit older then and it was dating girls and that kind of thing, mm. you knew this problem was there or were you kind of hoping against hope it might go away of its own accord? Yeah, I suppose at that point I hadn't really thought of the the ins and outs because I never spoke about them. I didn't know about the ins and outs of having sex. I yeah. didn't know about any of that. Um, so when I got to the point where I was actually in a position where maybe I could possibly have sex, um, it was only then that this kind of problem really came back into my mind, let's say. Uh, I kind of conditioned myself almost in the years in between to kind of just get used to the way I was doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, I just kind of didn't think of it to be a problem until until it was again. Yeah. So, yeah. The, so then if you kind of had been dating somebody for a while and it was the third date or whatever mm-hmm. it is traditionally and, and it was on the card, so to mm-hmm. speak... Did you have to try and talk your way out of it or, or, or? Yeah, at times, at times, yeah. I definitely had situations where that would be the case. Um, there was also just periods where, you know, I might, was in a relationship or in a relationship with different ladies and I would just be trying, trying to make it work, yeah, <laughs> trying to yeah. make it happen and it wouldn't. And then I would then try to talk around it or do other things and keep it away from that and, you know, just... Try, try and move through it as best I could. And ultimately, we come to a point eventually where, you know, it's too painful for the other person as well as it is for me. And, and yeah. it, would, it would end ultimately. Yeah. Uh, and, and and through that kind of period in your life, the, you kind of had some inkling of what was wrong. But, yeah. But, but why weren't you inclined to do something about it earlier? Or uh, Well, there was there was numerous, numerous reasons. One was... <laughs> It felt like to me at the time again, it felt like there was something wrong with me, not mm. necessarily something that had happened to me or a condition that I yeah. had. There was just something wrong. I wasn't doing it right or, you know, there was something going on in my head. There was, it was just everything except the basic understanding or basic definition of what it actually was, which is the condition. Yeah. But I couldn't make sense of that in my head at all. And I said, I tried to fix it. I tried to push through. I tried to find a way, every other way around it, except having to face and tell somebody what was the case. And the reason for that as well, more so, Sean, was that, it had gone on for so many years. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I suppose, uh, and, and so, I suppose when you, when you entered the relationship, 
when you met the person who you're still with, mm-hmm. did that make all the difference or over time did it start to make 100%. a difference? 100%. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like with, with my now partner, Fiona, she was, um, you know, she, she was kind of curious. I could tell why we hadn't had sex. Things were going very, very well and we hadn't had sex. And, you mm-hmm. know, we were about at the time single in our 20s. So it was kind of very confusing for her. Um, so, but I would do everything, everything but, just everything but, just yeah, to, to yeah. avoid. And eventually got to a point where she, you know, she she felt something wrong here. And, you know, for her, I, I said this earlier on to somebody, it's just, you know, it's that feeling of being wanted. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's literally the opposite to that was what I was doing. And it was, it was killing her. And yeah. so she basically just said, look, Bob, what, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's going on? Talk to me, talk to me. And I basically had a moment where I was like, okay, now is my moment to speak or I don't speak. And I was like, well, I don't want to lose her. I want to, I want to marry this girl and I need to tell her. So yeah. I started to open up and I started to talk. Yeah. And then, and was it only then you thought, I'll Google this now? Or had you been kind of fearful of doing that? Yeah, it was more about fear in relation to the Google. Like, it, again, it sounds so, to me, even saying the words, it sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Afterwards. Like, how many times do I have a phone in my hand? But I can tell you, because I thought about it, the shame grows and the secret grows. Both those yeah. things, they grow so much. And I was so scared. It's just, again, it doesn't make rational sense, but I was so scared to type it in anywhere in case anyone saw me doing it or found it afterwards. And then I was discovered. It was yeah. all caught. Hi, oh, he's never had sex and he's in his 20s. You know, that that was coming. That was yeah. coming next. So that prevented me from doing it really, ultimately up until that point. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so the condition is phimosis in my... Phimosis. Yeah, yeah phimosis. Yeah. And that's just a tight foreskin. It's, a, it's extremely tight just. foreskin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so when you were... Uh, so th- then when you knew what it was... I mean, it's still probably a lot of men who go, oh, I don't want to go to a doctor and talk about this. I don't want them looking at my junk and all that kind of stuff. Was that difficult too? That, that wasn't, no, that wasn't yeah. my, my reaction at all. When I found out, when I actually Googled the, the symptoms and I found out what it was, and it was a really clear description. It was a, there was a doctor and he described it all. And he said, look, if you're feeling this, this and this, that's what this is called. Mm-hmm. And um, we can help you with that. And once I saw that, I was like, okay, now I'm quite a black and white thinker. So the black and white part just kicked in. I was like, okay, we go and get it done. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anything, anything it, like could not be worse than what we've just had. So if we yeah. get this fixed, let's go and do that. Let's go and do that straight away. So I yeah. booked in that day. I booked into an appointment that day. Yeah. And, and they fixed that. Now, and the, 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 I suppose the next bit of your story is interesting because people like, people will often make that divi- division between men and women that mm. they'll say that for women, uh, sex is, you know, it's it's half, it's mental, you mm-hmm. know, it have to be in the mood, it's in, you know, mm-hmm. it's in your mind, whereas for men, it's just like, you know, you're, it's uh, just your yeah. penis just yeah. operates independently. <laughs> but yeah. actually, it's proof that it's not the case because you'd spent so many years associating sex with pain mm. that afterwards, mm. it was still a problem. Yeah, there's actually two parts to that, Sean. The first part is the part that you just said, it's that connection. So I just thought of of, of attempting to have sex or having sex was, was pain, made sadness, hurting people. That's what it was. It was all bad stuff rather than excitement, enjoyment, all yeah. the good things connected with sex. It wasn't any of them. And I would say, not not the same, there's still an extent of that is still a little bit there. Like mm. it's, it, I've worked on a lot of it, but there's still a little bit of it there. But actually the other piece that was uh, interesting around that was I got my bloods done at the time through the doctors and therapists and different people. And it came back that I have a, a really low level of testosterone for my age, kind mm. of frighteningly low. I was 26 when I got it done and I had the testosterone of a 45, 50 year old man. So they were kind of, he was a bit alarmed by that. And then he, we delved into that a little bit more and he basically said that as a result of my low testosterone, I would have um, a much lower libido. 
and actually that that message to kind of send you to say, oh, I want to have sex. Yeah. I didn't get that. So that was also happening as, as well as oh the trauma word. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, th- so, so I, that means that like on the one hand, maybe a, a therapy, but also testosterone injections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So the start of both of those. So testosterone injections was actually more to, um, to, to help with the potential if I ever wanted to have children. So that was also in that conversation too. Yeah. Um, and he said, look, we, we have to get you tested and it came back negatively. And I was like, okay, let's start you on the injections. So that, that was that side of it. And then the, the sex therapy came just before that, where it was like, I got my procedure, you know, I was ready to go as far as I was concerned, yeah. you know, and uh, we counted down the days, myself, and my partner, like, that's the day we're good. We're all good. Here's my sex day is on its way at Christmas, you know? And uh, yeah, just, it, it didn't, it didn't happen. So yeah, between the two, we, we got to a place where, where it could happen. Yeah. yeah. And the, the sex therapy mm. in, is, is it kind of like helping you, Get over a phobia to a degree, or is, it, is, is or is that the wrong kind description? Of, no, it's not. I, I, I wouldn't say it's exact. This was the first thing to, to definitely say is that a sex therapist is not a sex doctor. You know, yes, you think yeah. of a sex doctor like improve your sex life. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. somebody like that. She, she's very much uh, uh, in my case, my therapist. She was very. Um, Interested, yeah, more of my mindset and the way mm. I was thinking mm. th- throughout it. In my case as well, my therapist had dealt with phimosis on numerous occasions before. She told me that on the first day that I met her and that made me relax so much because I went, first of all, she'll know how to help me, number one. And number two, I'm not a weirdo. I'm not completely strange or unique yeah. in that way. Yeah. That there's other people out there that have this exact same thing and it's probably causing them as much pain as it's causing me. Yeah. So, th- th- so you had the combination of those two things, but was it still the case... Is it still the case that you still might need Viagra? Yeah. So basically, as a result, like it's really, really common with the low testosterone to to have erectile dysfunction. So mm. it's it's really, really calm, uh, common, should I say. And also just, just to develop that, because again, I think sometimes people have very basic definitions of things sometimes. Like, you know, erectile dysfunction isn't doesn't mean that you'll never, ever have a boner. That's not yeah. what it means. It just means that it may not stay. It may not be there. You could be just about to start having sex and it, it goes, it's gone. Yeah. So it's still the case for me. I still have issues with that. It's not necessarily that it will be there forever. I've taken the injections. I'm working on my, my own head. You know, there's lots of different elements. It, I always think to myself, even today, it, it could go away. It mightn't exist forevermore. But, you know, my sex life is difficult enough as it is. It's difficult enough Without for the Without making it even more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, precisely. And the, the testosterone, is that an ongoing process of having to... So I haven't, actually, I haven't continued it because when I got tested, when we became pregnant... Yeah, five months into a nine-month cycle, I wasn't sure to give him flowers or to sue him. I wasn't <laughs> sure the doctor, but anyway, uh, we. Um, it was then that I got retested, and when I got retested, my my semen analysis came back that my rate had gone from less than one percent up into a normal range of kind of ah five, right five, okay. Then. Yeah, now, I know the story about your story is that you know you remember vividly when you lost your virginity. Oh yeah, so it's only a few years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, Baba was on the way within a couple of months. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's a joke between myself and my partner that like we could probably count them many times. Yeah, you know, between yeah. the first time we had sex and, and being pregnant, we could probably count them. Uh, it was yeah, very very quick, um, incredibly quick, really. Uh, we just we were, had the mindset. I mean, I was in a mindset facing down the line of like you mightn't be able to do IVF. They started saying stuff like that to us. So forget yeah. about having kids naturally. Like you mightn't even be able to do IVF. It's that bad. This yeah. is the situation. It's so bad. So between the two of us, we just, and I, I more led it, I suppose, at the time, but between the two of us, I just said, look, we want to have a family one day. I think we'd be crazy not to give ourselves 
the opportunity, the mm. chance. Because I think we look back on this time and say, what were we doing? What were we waiting for? What, were, what results were we waiting for? It's basically nearly impossible, according to the doctor. So listen, if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And like I said, yeah, five, five, few months later, five months from when we got the news, but less than that, probably three months from when we actually started properly having sex, we, uh, we got pregnant. Yeah, yeah that's extraordinary. Mm. Now you see, now that you have a baby, you won't get the opportunity to oh, get that's, sex. That's, probably, I mean, that's yeah. it. You've probably realised that yourself. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I suppose the thing is, is that like you're so open about this, Bob, mm. and it's so few men talk about it. Yeah, it, it's just this, it's this pride thing. It's this, I, I, I come across it so, so many times in, in different walks of life in different ways. But I, I said this to a friend recently, you know, Talking about like, you know, people learn about sex different ways. Obviously, porn is obviously such a big mm. case of how they learn. And I remember saying to someone, I was like, yeah, but but in porn, this is, again, my only access to education. They can all just, you know, have an erection straight away. Yeah. They can have sex at any moment. Yeah. They're walking down the hall. Do you want to have, yeah, have sex now? <laughs> Drop the trousers and they have yeah. sex. And like that, that's not real life, not even close to real life. And again, that sounds really naive for me to say that, but... I did believe, maybe not to that level, but I definitely believed that it was going to be quick and easy. And that mm. be, But that couldn't have been further from the truth. And that's the same for lots of people who have sex on a regular basis, real healthy sex lifestyles have, yeah. have that. But no one ever told me that. Yeah. No, no one ever told me yeah. that. I thought I was supposed to be able to do it like that. And all of a sudden, I can't. Because nobody fesses up to it. Exactly. Uh, uh, really, yeah. exactly. Bob, thanks a million for coming in to tell thanks. us that story. Thanks, uh, fair juice to you. Bob McQuaid there. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.